My name is Brian Flanagan. I'm a real estate agent in Dubai, and this is Dubai Real Estate Playbook. Welcome back to episode eight of the Dubai Real Estate Playbook. In this week's episode, I'll be speaking about trust in real estate as a real estate agent, how to build trust, how much of a leverage opportunity it is, and my preconceptions and my misconceptions about trust as a real estate agent. So trust is, in my opinion, one of the most fundamentally important things in real estate as an industry. If it's not from your clients, if it's not from the owners that you work with, or if it's just real estate agents that you work with. So some of your colleagues and people outside the company. If you can cement yourself as somebody that people can trust, the amount of leverage that will bring and the amount of luck you will put yourself in a position to receive is just tenfold. It's really, really hard to quantify it. But if you sustain yourself as somebody who can be trusted, who is in it for a long period of time and has a goal and a vision for themselves, not only just to make money, but to be in the industry for a very long time, you can be their go-to guy for multiple years to come. And it is significant to build trust in order to have that long-term success. Because whilst it could be, you know, in the moment, it might be something that would take some consideration. It might take some time in the future. Again, as I've said time and time again, how that will come back into your favor. It's hard to recognize in the moment, but, you know, building that for the future is extremely important. So over the last seven months, I have closed 33 deals. So that is 33 clients or tenants and in one case, a buyer and 33 owners. So as a result of that, I do believe that I'm in a position to be able to speak about this um, because the majority have had good experiences with me. And um, if that's not from, you know, getting client referrals, if that's not from getting good reviews or, you know, the constant feedback from, from owners. Um, so I think it's, it's, it's really, really important. You know, my big preconception or misconception of trust before coming into the industry is that I felt like people, you know, I just assumed that people would understand what kind of a person that I am and just trust me instantly. And when that is just not the case, what I've learned is just not the case whatsoever. My other misconception was that the quality of agents were high here, so people had a reason to trust me. You know, I assumed that people thought that agents in Dubai were trustworthy people, and it would be irrational for people not to trust me as a result. I also assumed that clients and owners would know, you know, my company, they would have a good experience from that in the past, and that I would be representing my company, and therefore, therefore I would be able to be trusted. You know, like if I was working for any big company at home, people would just assume trust because they are familiar with the brand. 
And that's really hard here because, you know, companies who are established for a long period of time here, that long time doesn't equate to the long time the companies have been around in different parts of the world. So whilst, you know, people who claim to be long in the industry here, it's essentially only 15 to 20 years, which is a long period of time in Dubai. But on the larger scale around the world, some companies could be in the industry for 20, 30, 40, 50 years. So they've established themselves as a brand to be trusted. They are a household name and as a result, their employees are a byproduct of that trust and they are trustworthy as a result of that. Um, and that's not the case. That's not the case, obviously, here in Dubai. But I learned that the trust doesn't come from the real estate company. It comes from the real estate agent. You know, a lot of these tenants or buyers are dealing with your company for the very, very first time. So you have to represent that company. It's the first initial point of contact with that company. So they aren't dealing through you because you are a byproduct of the company, but they're dealing with you because you are the real estate agent. And I learned that that ownership of, of trust is on you as a person. You know, the vast majority of people will be moving here for the first time. They've got no awareness of the brand or of your company. So you are the face of your company and also a face of a real estate agent in Dubai. And I feel like that should be respected, you know, and you should feel that ownership and understand the weight of importance that is on your shoulders. And that's what I began to understand that, you know, people aren't buying from the company. You know, the company isn't the customer experience. You are the customer experience. You, know, you will be there for every step of the way. The company is facilitating you to to be able to do that, but it is you are the customer journey. You will be dealing through with them through the whole process. So it's really important for yourself to build trust, but for the client to build trust with the company that you work for. And I quickly learned that trust is built over time. And this was hard for me initially because, you know, I wasn't thinking in a long enough period of time. I initially thought that I was going to be here for just a year, you know, see how it goes. If it's shit, I'll just go home. If it's not, I didn't even think of that as being a possibility. I didn't even think that it being good would be a possibility. So there you go. But I, I, I became frustrated um, about the thoughts of how much work I would have to put in for an owner to trust me because, you know, straight away you get thrown into the deep end and you're speaking with these people for the first time, especially owners who get multiple calls every day from people who sound exactly like you. So it's really hard not to get frust frustrated, disheartened, but it's important for me anyways to understand that you really need to stand out. You really need to have your unique selling point. You need to show to this owner that you're not like every other real estate agent that they've had bad experiences with. You know, you're not just gonna do the bare minimum and you're actually gonna treat them with respect. You're gonna treat them like another person. And that just seems like common sense, but based on the stories that I've heard from, from owners, that just doesn't seem to be the case. I had an owner recently where the owner was overseas and the agent was trying to pressure the owner into signing the contract with him rather than me because he was making these false promises that his clients was going to pay more that you know he she shouldn't jump at the chance of the offer that I gave and that he was going to change the locks on the door so he could get a key which 
my client had taken to prevent him from doing viewings because he already has a bad name in the market. So it's really, really tough to see somebody taking an advantage of somebody like that, somebody in a vulnerable position. Um, and as a result, that person is just untrustworthy from me, from my client, untrustworthy for the owner. So as a result, whilst that person might, you know, close a few deals now, in the future, people will not be running back to him, you know, willing to work with him again. So that's that's definitely something that I learned. I also learned that as a result of that, real estate agents have a bad name. And that's that's just the way it is. You know, you imagine that real estate agents before you come over would have this good name, but you don't have a finger on the pulse. You don't have an ear to the ground. You don't understand what people are thinking and saying every single day. You know, a, a common misconception is that real estate agents are just door openers, that they are the barrier between you and renting the property. And all they have to do is open a door and you have to pay them commission as a result. So when you get that manifest manifested multiple times over, real estate agents are just painted with the same brush and um, just given a bad name. And in certain aspects and in certain scenarios, 100%, it is justified. But you need to understand that you you are the one that's going to be the difference. You're going to be the one that will stand out. You won't be like the other real estate agents. Um, but that is a result of the barrier of entry being really, really low. Um, it's really not it's really, really not that hard to earn trust and respect your clients. And it does not take a lot to be better than some of the agents that are out there. It genuinely doesn't. And it continues to blow my mind at how unprofessional some agents are, how short-sighted they are, how disrespectful, untrustworthy, and just generally out to make a quick buck. So yeah, it continues to blow my mind, but also, you know, that can be worked into your favor because it doesn't take a lot. You know, all you have to do is show up and you just beat half the field. I genuinely believe that. So the question of how to build trust is a really, really interesting one because especially in this industry, you know, it is something that has to be built over time. But there is a, a few key, you know, aspects that you should be addressing, some key, you know, things you should be thinking about, things you should be doing in order to build that trust. The first one is you have to stay authentic to yourself. You know, just be yourself and just be comfortable with that. You know, authenticity genuinely sells and nobody can compete with you on being you. And you have to be honest, you have to be transparent, you have to tell it how it is. And that can be tough because, you know, you're struggling to pay the rent if you're not performing well, you're struggling to make ends meet. So you feel the need to be dishonest to get that deal over the line. But you have to stay true to yourself and be honest like for example, I remember I was at a viewing <laughs> with some clients a few weeks ago and um, he only had a few hours to view a few apartments. So we took him through multiple units in Shoreline. So if anybody knows Shoreline, they're all relatively the same. Um, there's not a lot of, you know, all the, the layouts are the same between the three beds. So I showed him through some of the units and we were going on our way to another apartment. And he said, is this just gonna be 
is this just going to be like the rest of them? What, what's the point of going to this? And I was like, yeah, fair enough. To be honest, they are all pretty similar. And I was like, this one is furnished though. And he was like, oh, really? It's furnished? Okay, let's let's take a look. And I was like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> like, the furniture is a bit shit. Like, we can we can take a look for sure, but the furniture is a bit shit, to be honest. And he just stood back and laughed. And I pulled up the pictures of the the listing um, and he was like, wow, that is shit. And I was like, yeah, well, <laughs> well, there you go. But the instant shock in his face, and I remember I turned, you know, to go down to the parking in the lift and I heard him say, oh my God, that guy's so honest, I love it. And that's not me virtue signaling my honesty. I'm just saying that for me, it just became second nature because I was just being myself. I was just giving my honest opinion about the furniture. And as a result, you know, that, that client has stuck with me like that, not just because of that situation, but it's just multiple situations like that where I'm telling you my opinion because I have been here, you know, I've closed multiple deals. I have had experience. I know what everybody is saying, what the common concerns about different apartments are. So I'm just telling it as, as it is like, I'm just telling him all the pros and cons and he can choose which cons he's willing to live with. I think that's really important. And because, you know, you're just being completely honest and you're not selling out of a place of desperation. You know, somebody told me recently that you should be doing viewings or speaking with clients as if you're speaking to a family member, which I thought was a really good idea because, you know, you look at it completely differently. I remember my first deal, I was trying to make everything seem like it was absolutely perfect, you know, and that almost scares clients because they can smell that desperation. Um, and just speaking about that, you know, selling, you really have to sell from abundance and not from scarcity. And you can't be desperate. You know, when you sell from desperation, people, as I said, can just smell that from you and instantly distrust, distrust you. It is such a weird phenomenon. Like the months where I do good, I do better. And then the one month I did bad, I did worse. You know, it's because I personally was operate, operating out of fear. I was just operating out of desperation and I just self-sabotaged myself more than I consciously was aware of. And people knew I was desperate just from, you know, my unconscious body language, my tonality, and just my, my general style of selling during those months. And the only reason I was selling out of desperation was because I was afraid I wasn't going to be top leasing agent. It had nothing to do with money. It was something that I built up in my head as being important. And I completely sabotaged it as, as a result. And it was easy for me to justify the reason as to why I didn't perform well. But I've only come to realize the reason as to why I did not do well and um, through a lot of self-reflection. But that's that's something that's really, really important. It's really, really overlooked. And it is something that you know, isn't recognized a lot. And it can be tough, it can be tough not to be selling out of desperation to begin with, but just being completely comfortable with that, you know, selling from abundance, selling from confidence, selling from security will, on the same way that selling out of scarcity, it will be, you know, it will be, it'll be transferred over to the clients. They will feel at ease. They will feel like they're not being pressure sold. And as a result, they'll have a far better journey and trust you that much that much more you know and you have to think in in the long term and thinking in deals closed versus commission earned is something that i keep reminding myself to do 
deals closed versus commission earned. And that's just, you know, from my experience with a senior sales agent with my company, I remember it was the only sales viewing that I, yeah, it was my first sales viewing. I went with him, obviously it was his property and my clients. And it was just, it was just phenomenal to see like, because he was speaking to the client as if he was just another friend. He was just being completely honest, completely transparent, saying that, you know, it doesn't really matter about the commission at the end of the day, you know, 3000 or whatever thousand dirham isn't going to make that much of a difference in my life on the long term. But it's just about building those fundamental relationships because I'm going to be here for a long time. You are going to be here a long time. So this is the first step of building a long working relationship. And it's the idea of the of your customer coming back to make the purchase again, you know, coming back in the future because they trust you, they had a good service, and as a result, they will be working with you in the future. And as I said earlier, you know, you cannot pressure sell, you know, whilst it might make you some quick money, it diminishes the trust your clients have in you. And pressure selling is so common. It is so, so common. Like one of my clients put up a review recently, um, basically saying that, thank you to Brian for not pressure selling me, which is pretty common, or very common in this industry. And it's just like, just that shock. It's just like, those are the bare minimums. Like, I can't believe you're congratulating me on doing the bare minimums of just not pressure selling somebody. And you can get that from a lot of people as in just even doing viewings with other agents. Sometimes it feels like their clients are just in a state of shock, of anxiety, of what to say next, because they think that any feedback that they give or any objections that they give or any concerns about the apartment will just be met instantly with some sort of sales tactic, objection handling times 10 on steroids real estate agent who was just questioning everything that they have to say. So they just shut off. They just they just don't say anything anymore because it's easier to do that because they won't have to get in some sort of an argument with the agent, which is ridiculous. But you really do have to understand that once you sell the product, that people don't go away. You know, they will be around. It's not just like a, a burn and turn. Those clients will be renting next year. Those clients could be selling or they could be buying, excuse me, those clients could be buying in a few years time you know, they could potentially sell and, and you have to be the guy that they're going to go to for that. They have to be that confident in your abilities, that confident in how you work, your professionalism and how trustworthy you are, that you will give them the honest advice that they deserve. And finally, you have to never overpromise and underdeliver. This is a common theme. And you can understand the reason as to why, you know, people overpromise, overpromising to get the deal across the line, overpromise to make the customer or the clients happy, overpromise to feel like that you will cover every bit of requirements that they might have and that you will close the deal. But when you overpromise somebody and you do not fill up to those promises, you do not maintain and keep your word, 
then you've just completely under-delivered the service. And whilst it might come from good intentions, as a result, when you ultimately cannot live up to those massive over-promises that you have made, you know, that will just be such a disservice to yourself because you will have complete dissatisfied clients, clients who do not believe that you are true to your word and you have ultimately under-delivered yourself and the experience. Honestly, that kid in the background sometimes absolutely does my head in. The joys of living in a, in a studio in Alfredjan. But yeah, I think that was a really important point, just not over-promising because you will more than likely under-deliver because sometimes you cannot live up to the promises that you have made. And it's really important to be a man or a woman of your word. I really, really do think that. So my key takeaways is act in a professional manner. This is so, so, so underrated. You know, you really just do have to act like a professional. You know, conduct yourself in the way you would like to be treated. And people will ultimately respect and trust that. You have to understand that trust can only come through reps, just continuous repetitions of trust through a long period of time. And you have to say as you do and do as you say. You cannot overpromise and underdeliver. Once you once you say something, you have to stick to your word. So understanding that once you do say something, you do have to commit to that is really important. Because even outside your own life, if you consistently say you're going to do something and don't do it, after continuous rep after rep of you not doing that, people won't trust what you have to say. You won't even trust yourself. And you just keep saying you're going to do something and you don't ultimately do it. So it's really important that once you do say something, that you're going to do something, that you just commit to that and do that. And the first step, of course, is always action. And you have to have integrity. And you have to have honesty. And you just have to have complete transparency. Now, that's not me saying that you go in and you say everything that's wrong with the apartment, that you say everything that is wrong with the owner, that he's actually a bit of a dick um, and he's really difficult to deal with. But you have to be to the best of your abilities. You have to say it as it is. You know, that will be such a shock for so many people being completely transparent, being completely upfront. And you will just find the best clients as a result. You know, if if people don't work with you or they don't rent that apartment as a result, that's perfect. It just wasn't meant for them. But when you do find somebody that does end up renting or buying that apartment, you know, they are not in for any nasty surprises along the way that ultimately will just come around to bite you. And finally, you really have to follow your morals. You need to follow your values. You know, if something does not feel right, just do not do it. If you wouldn't do it to a family member, if you wouldn't do it to a friend, why would you do it to somebody? And if the reason is to, to why that is, is just to make a bit of money, then yeah, you're looking at it completely wrong in my opinion. So yeah, those are just the things that worked for me. I have found them really, really beneficial. 
And I find that I'm getting, you know, rewarded from that as a result. I'm getting good constant feedback from clients, could be owners or tenants. And there's times where I've been too honest. There's times where I've been too professional. Like somebody has told me, Brian, I think you're a bit too professional there. You're a bit too honest. You're a bit too upfront about what the situation was. It's like, well, I'd rather be that than be like the rest. So I think that's really, really important. But again, that's just my opinion. So yeah, that has been episode nine of the Dubai Real Estate Playbook. I just have one ask that if you have listened this far, if you are still listening to this right now, make sure to rate and review the podcast. It helps so much more than you do realize. And make sure to click that follow button and subscribe for more of what's to come. So yeah, my name is Brian Flanagan and this has been the Dubai Real Estate Playbook. I'll see you in the next one.